Welcome, Oracle fans, to the Oracle Report, a weekly podcast about Delphi Community High School Athletics. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni. This is our 10th episode recording on the evening of Monday, October 4th. Let's start this week like we start every week with our outstanding Oracle performance. Uh, The boys and girls cross-country team uh, earned that award this week. Four high school runners made all-conference. Connor Roberson on the boys, Sarah Perry, Taylor Martin, and Alyssa Erickson on the girls. Congratulations to our runners on all-conference. This week in Oracle Athletic News, um, we enter the digital age. The Delphi Athletic Department is uh, proud to announce that uh, the beta test for the Oracle Sports Network is out. Uh, Follow the link in the Athletic Department uh, website uh, to go to YouTube and follow uh, some of the home football games that are remaining. We uh, streamed uh, the home game against North Newton last Friday. Uh, Please bear with us as uh, we work out the bugs and try to increase the quality of the broadcast. But uh, don't uh, don't hesitate to, uh, if you can't be on campus, uh, to watch our football program and eventually other sports programs. Uh, Look for more information on the athletic website. A huge thank you is owed to the Indianapolis coach, uh, Indianapolis Colts, and uh, Coach Mason and Coach Mike. Uh, and several senior varsity players made the trip down to the Birdo Field to help run the Big Blue football camp. Elementary students were given a chance to learn about NFL Play 60 initiative. That is where kids should be active for 60 minutes every day. Uh, with, with the Colts and the Delphi football team, kids ran football drills, completed passes, tackling uh, on tackling dummies, uh, obstacle courses, uh, tried to make some diving catches, danced, smiled, and had a really good time. Thank you to the Colts and thank you to the Delphi Oracle football team. Last week, homecoming was a huge success. There's lots of school spirits with dress-up days, uh, a pep session, and a homecoming dance. Uh, We do appreciate all our class sponsors, our faculty members, who gave their personal time uh, to uh, help uh, create a a good week and support our students. And by the way, the faculty look great in their Delphi homecoming T-shirts Friday during school. Uh, for the sports report this week, football lost a tough game in that homecoming battle against North Newton on Friday. North Newton jumped out to a 14-0 lead, uh, and the Oracles could just not mount the comeback uh, despite a late score in the fourth quarter. The Oracles are now 4-3 and three on the season. The volleyball team defeated Taylor last Monday uh, evening to pick up their seventh win of the season, and then uh, uh, the next night they lost to Twin Lakes. Uh, Cross country, as we mentioned earlier, ran in the Hoosier Heartland Conference meet and four high school runners earned all conference as mentioned before and they did so because they finished in the top 14 of conference connor roberson earned all conference with a 13th place finish in 1946 the boys team finished in fifth place in the conference the girls cross-country team had three all-conference performers Freshman Sarah Perry led the Oracles with an impressive finish to take second place. She posted her best time of the year at 22.07 and made a late push in the last 200 yards to get that second place uh, spot. Coming in next for the Oracles uh, was a freshman Taylor Martin in 10th place. And she has battled injuries all season, but has come on very strong and cutting minutes here lately uh, to, to earn all-conference. And the third Oracle uh, to earn all-conference was junior Alyssa Erickson. And she had earned that as a freshman, fell a little bit short last year as a sophomore, but came back to earn it again. All of these uh, young ladies have a chance in the sectional coming up uh, this week uh, to try to make it out of the sectional and on to regionals. The boys' tennis team ended with the loss in their sectional semifinal to Logan Sport by 5 nothing score, uh, but 
the valuable experience was gained by a very youthful squad. Uh, good things are ahead for this Delphi tennis team. We know soccer played last week. We did not get a score report on that, uh, and they will be finishing up their season as well here shortly. As for uh, what's going on in Delphi athletics, things are starting to wrap up as the fall season uh, is concluding. We've had girls golf conclude uh, and several teams heading towards sectional. Girls volleyball plays on Monday night as we are recording against Logansport. They return to action again on uh, Tuesday against Clinton Prairie High School as well. Uh, then um, soccer will also play uh, Tuesday in the first round of sectional play. That will take place at Carroll. Then on Friday, the boys uh, travel to Clinton Central High School for a 7 o'clock game uh, on Friday. And then the boys and girls cross-country teams will start their sectional action at the Tippecanoe County Amphitheater Park on Saturday. It's uh, – uh, now time usually for our student athlete of the week. Uh, due to the fog delay, we didn't have a chance to get an interview uh, with an athlete of the week. Uh, we will try really hard to bring that segment back next week. But it is time for our Coach's Corner segment, and we have head football coach Jacob Merchkevich with us uh, to talk about last week's uh, game against North Newton and what uh, he's doing to, to move team forward here as we end the season. Enjoy the interview. And now I'm here with Coach Merchkevich of uh, the Oracle football team. And, uh, Coach, uh, you had a tough Friday night at Birdo Field for homecoming and losing 14-7 to to North Newton. Um, it, it just seemed like you never got moving uh, in, in the right direction. You got behind early uh, and, and did some things that were okay, but just not enough at the end to lose the game 14-7. to Your thoughts about the game Friday night? Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Uh, you know, I – Last Friday was a tough one in the sense that we actually started off on the right foot. We uh, received the opening kickoff and marched 75 yards seemingly at will. The opening script was hidden. Uh, and we always script the first 15 to 20 plays on offense at any given week. And, you know, just our favorite calls and what we, you know, run particularly well during practice, what we think gives us the best, you know, opportunity to move the ball against uh, whatever front we're getting uh, from the opposing team. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, everything was clicking uh, until, you know, at the end of that drive when we were marching it in, literally trying to, you know, finish the drive at the one yard line. And, you know, the ball carrier got stripped at the one. And that was that. I think that that kind of adversity uh, is something that my guys hadn't, it's not, well, it's not like they hadn't seen it in a while, but I don't think we responded as well as we have in the past and as well as we should. So, um, you know, after after three consecutive wins, I think that it was almost necessary for us to get punched in the gut a little bit. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the lack of resilience and rebound from my team um, last week is going to be a wake up call moving forward as we gear up for the playoffs. You know, they say that uh, great programs, great players have short memories uh, and you need to have short memories of your wins uh, and you, you got to you know, have short memories now when you, you face some adversity and it didn't turn out uh, very well. So moving forward, you, you still have a lot to compete for uh, this season, uh, and it's going to be imperative that the guys handle that adversity from the loss and, and move forward in, in, in preparation. And so what, what do you look forward to this week in practice uh, that will get those guys ready to go on the road against Clinton Central on Friday? Yeah, we've already started that process of um, kind of – 
sealing up those wounds from last Friday and moving forward. I mean, this uh, this evening we had to have a little bit of a heart to heart moment with uh, with the team during our install meeting and you know beginning of the week film session. Uh, I think the guys responded really well. Um, I think that they needed to hear a few things that uh, or to be reminded of a few things that you know are between my coaching staff and myself and the players and that'll kind of stay that way but you know it, it with any season and particularly in football uh, it's it's a long year I mean these guys have been grinding at it since you know the beginning of June and m- several of them have been doing it for much longer than that through you know off-season conditioning and strength training and and, and um, spring ball uh, install and everything else that we've been doing so I think that uh, to a certain extent, some guys have just been feeling that grind a little bit. And, you know, we are going to switch gears a bit going into this week to make sure that we are as prepared as possible for week eight. Because, you know, Clinton Central, uh, even though they're a two and five team, I mean, they're they're hungry as well, just like every other team in the state is. And they pose some issues for us. They play a very aggressive brand of defense. And, uh, you know, we've got to be able to uh, we've got to be wit- uh, ready to, you know, rise to the occasion. So uh, this happened uh, with me a lot in, in my coaching career. You go up against some really good coaches uh, in, in a game of football and a game of basketball, in my case, and you're, you're up against a, a, another longtime coach in George Gilbert uh, at Clinton Central who, who's had success over the years. You, you played and defeated uh, Bud Wright. Just, just talk a little bit to me about uh, as a young new coach who, who really does a good job, how, how do you feel when you're preparing against these guys? Um, and I probably missed some too, uh, on your schedule that, that, you know, when you're an assistant or you're just getting started, you're looking up like these guys can coach. And now you're tasked with coming up with a game plan. And on the other side of the field, you're looking at them like, okay, I'm going to go toe to toe. You got to have confidence. I know you do, but, but what's it like as a coach when now you're at that level trying to beat some of these, uh, excellent coaches. Yeah, and it's it's really a cool experience and it's humbling as well. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think my my coordinators and I are confident in our schemes and are confident in our systems and we're confident in what in our ability to teach our kids how to play, not 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 just how to execute what we ask them to execute on the field, but also to play the brand of football that we try to instill within the program. Uh, but you know, playing guys like the Bud Wrights and uh, the George Gilberts of the world is always cool. I mean, I coach against them in some capacity for last, you know, since I've started coaching as, you know, an assistant to, to coach Strasser back in 16, but, you know, it's, it, it's fun to see. Um, it's fun to see how uh, adjustments can, you know, either make or break those matchups. And we, I, as an assistant or as a head coach, I've, you know, won and lost against Gilbert. And uh, I think that he, we all, we all know what we're going to get out of him. Uh, because, you know, you've been doing something for so long that, you know, it kind of becomes ingrained in, in who you are uh, in his, in his, in his uh, defense. But, you know, he's, he's going to have answers for what we throw at him because he's seen it all before. So uh, my coaches and I are always excited for the challenge, and none of us are particularly as seasoned as some of these other coaches are around this part of the state, but we're all hungry and we're driven and we're passionate guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, see our recent success over Clinton Central continue. 
And I'm sure um, if we talk to those guys that they're sitting back and go, man, that Merckx is doing a good job early on at, at Delphi, and, and we've got to be really prepared. I, I know for a fact that they're saying that um, because that, that's the truth. You do have these guys uh, playing uh, at a level, uh, despite the loss, that you're playing at a level, you're doing some things to build these men and build character, and you're getting a lot out of these guys, and you just got to tweak things uh, every every once in a while. And so Friday night, you say there's gonna there's possibility for some weather uh, and that. How do you prepare your team? You know, you had a week last week where it was really cold and rainy, and then you went into a game, uh, and then, um, you know, this week uh, it wasn't that kind of level. Um, what do you do to prepare for weather? Um do you do anything different or, or how does that go in, in football uh, practice? You know, it all kind of depends on what conditions you're expecting. Uh, but we're expecting, you know, very wet, muddy conditions this week. So, I mean, we're going to get out on the practice field next three days and uh, just deal with the conditions. And even tomorrow when it's supposed to be a little bit nicer out, I'm still going to, you know, uh, do some wet ball drills and do, you know, make sure that we're working with the, you know, a saturated football at times. I mean, I like to carry around a water bottle and just walk up to my center at times and spray the ball as he's preparing to snap it just to be, you know, that guy. But and it's just something, it's, I mean, the, that's one of the beautiful and fickle things about the game of football is that it doesn't care about what excuses you have for not executing. I mean, the game does not care. It's played in any number of conditions and it's played under, you know, extenuating circumstances all the time. Uh, whether or not you're, you know, the bigger team or the faster team, or maybe you're playing one team's playing in a dome or on turf, another one's playing, you know, basically in a dust bowl or in a monsoon, the game doesn't care about what excuses you have. And that's, you know, kind of how my staff and I try to prepare uh, our kids that, you know, you can have your excuses, but at the end of the day, it's, did you get the job done or did you not? And I say every, every Thursday to my team, I mean, did you guys do enough? this week to earn tomorrow's win or did you not? And that's something that, you know, every week you've got to look yourself in the mirror and be able to answer honestly. And last week, honestly, you know, my, I didn't do good. Uh, didn't do well enough. My players didn't do well enough. My staff didn't do well enough. And, and that's another thing that one of the things I will tell you that we talked about today is that fact that um, another beautiful and fickle thing about this game is that when you win, you win as one, and when you lose, you lose as one. So it's not just one position group, one coach, one player, one play in the game even. It's, you know, a collective loss, and the same can be said for more positive outcomes. So it's it's really a beautiful thing, and it's something that has taught, you know, countless young men about you know, lessons about life and resilience and determination. And I know that, you know, my guys are going to do everything they can to get back on the right track, and you know, they'll be better for facing this adversity moving forward. And, and just to wrap things up, you talked about uh, all sports seasons are a grind. Uh, and football's got that physical presence to it uh, where you get dinged up a little bit too, a little bit more than the sport that I coach. Um, what kind of things as the season progresses um, do you do to try to make sure that they get through that, that grind? You, you hear a lot in other sports about tapering off for swimming and cross country. And I know we reduce a little bit of the practice time on the court uh, in, in late February and March. How does that look on the football field as you've been through seven weeks now, plus your preseason, you got uh, two regular season games and a sectional where you want to be physically, mentally sharp, and yet you still need to get out there on the practice field. Uh, how do you approach that here in the late season? 
you know, we, we really kind of taper off, uh, not just practice time and time spent on the field, but also, you know, the, uh, the degree to which we uh, simulate contact in practice. Uh, we, we, with our numbers being what they are at this level of football, I mean, we don't do a whole lot of live contact. And even some of the thud work we do, we'll kind of, you know, as the season goes on, work with a quicker whistle uh, during team drills and things of that nature. So it's all, and it's always a grind to try to keep people, you know, it's constant, you know, struggle to try to keep our guys, you know, fresh and healthy. And, you know, it's not something specific to Oracle football or anything like that. Every team in the state at this level of ball is going through those, you know, struggles or issues or whatever uh, to some extent or another. But, you know, I've been uh, really pleased and really thankful for a lot of the guys who I have on the team who are just, you know, team first guys, not me first guys who, you know, I, if I tell, I tell a freshman today that, you know, he's learning his third offensive position this week uh, for this game plan because I simply don't have a viable backup at that spot. So, you know, and, and his response was, okay, let's do it. So I, we've got a, we've got a group of guys who are willing to, to do what's asked of them and they're excited to do what's asked of them. And, you know, and at the end of the day, my guys just want to be successful and that's all I want from them as well. And you have an opportunity Friday night and then Sunday you learn your sectional opponent and it gets to be that time a year where you're wrapping things up uh, and getting ready for tournament play. Coach, we appreciate what you do. We wish you nothing but luck this Friday night at Clinton Central. Go get your fifth win. Thanks, Brian. Dorkle. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Oracle Report. Come out and support our student athletes and coaches this and every week. Thanks to Athletic Director Chip Dale and Sue Hartman, our athletic executive assistant, for all the work they do behind the scenes. Thanks to the parents for all they do for our athletes, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in and rooting for the Oracles. We will be back next week. Until then, keep your Oracle pride revved up, and always remember, it's a great day to be an Oracle.